Welcome to Rangers Nation Podcast, talking all things Texas Rangers. Rangers Nation Podcast is a part of Dallas Sports Nation, providing coverage of all your DFW sports teams. Now here's your host, Texas Rangers blogger, the Recliner Nerd. Hello everyone and welcome once again to Rangers Nation's podcast from Dallas Sports Nation. I am your host, the Recliner Nerd. Um, today's episode, we talked about it. I, I did a little preview for it yesterday and it is here and it's time to talk about Major League debuts. Now, I want to be very clear when I talk about Major League debuts, what exactly I'm talking about. I have made a list of 10 Texas Ranger prospects who have not, and let me repeat, they have not made one single appearance in the big league. So they were not called up for a day. They did not step foot on the field, haven't taken a pitch, taken a swing, or anything. That means that they have never been, I mean, they haven't called mom and dad yet to say, hey, pack your bags, I'm going to the show. And so there are 10 potential ones. Every year, every team in the major leagues does this. They have someone that makes their major league debut. A lot of them will make multiple players will make a major league debut. Some of your more established teams, your better teams, will only have a few that will get that first call or that call up. And we all know that prospects can go up and down. You know, Ryan Rua would come up and play for, you know, a month or so, and then he'd get called down. Drew Robinson would do the same. That's not what we're talking about here. I'm talking about their first time ever to get called up to the major leagues. Now, last year, uh, for the Texas Rangers, we had a few of those. We had some that were, uh, you know, some of them made major league debuts for different reasons. Um, uh, one of them, let's, let's talk about the unique and weird situation with Carlos Tochi. Uh, Carlos Tochi, uh, we picked him up in a Rule 5 pick. He had never played in the major leagues. Part of being a Rule 5 pick, kind of what we did with Josh Hamilton that year, uh, when we picked up Josh Hamilton, was that if he – if we did not keep him in the major leagues that entire year, and I've gone over this many times before, then we had to offer them back to the team. And I can't remember. Tochi might have come over from the Cubs. It was a Midwest team, I believe, that, that we picked. Not the Cubs. Uh, the Reds, I believe. or the It might have been the Phillies. But anyway, so Tochi came over in the Rule 5. We picked him up on a minor league Rule 5. Uh, or actually, it was a regular Rule 5. We picked him up. He stayed all year last year. He should have never been in the big leagues last year, but he made his major league debut last year. He was one. We also had a, a little more interesting major league debut. That was Jose Trevino. Um, Jose Trevino was one that uh, circumstances fell into place the right way where he got a call and got to, got to be able to come up. He played Father's Day weekend. His wife had just had a baby, um, and he had the game-winning hit. Uh, and the walk-off hit in, in that game, uh, he had very emotional. He dedicated it, I believe, to a coach of his and his father who may, or, or his father who passed away. It was very touching. You can go back. I think anybody that's a Ranger fan remembers that. But uh, then we had people like uh, C.D. Pelham who started out in A-ball and really just rocked it and went well and then kind of gravitated and got got a little higher and, and further along. And before you knew it, he had kind of wormed his way up, and we had room. We weren't competing and brought a few kids up, and Pelham came up and made his major league debut. So those are guys that aren't eligible. Um, there are a few starters, Jurado. Uh, uh, Ariel Jurado, the starter that we had, made his major league debut. He came up, made a spot start, and came pitched a couple games last year. Uh, uh, 
so he he came up and 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 made his major league. Is it Mendoza? Uh, he, what, what's his name? Also was that that did it. Uh, but he had gone up in 2017 and 18. They had brought him up a couple times. So um, so there's some. So here, here here's what I had. I came up with a top ten who I thought had a chance to do this. And uh, actually, there's 11 um, on here. But you, you try to come up with a top ten. But there's there's always going to be uh, one of those that uh, that. That worms their way in, and and uh, and and so you got to say, you know what, we're going to expand it out just a little bit, uh, and, and let that 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 other person, you know. That, so we'll add it. We're going to say top ten, but technically there's going to be eleven. So I've got a few of them, and I, as I said in my uh, in my promo for this, that I was going to have four categories. So the four categories would be probably. So we've got we've got two guys in the probably. Probably means. They they are expected to be here. They they sh- they should be here. There is there is a chance and a good chance that they they could come out of uh, spring training on the big league roster. The problem is is that I said the only thing that could deter that or, or, or put a hamper on that could possibly be the uh, the fact that they uh, you know get injured or they have a horrible spring. Well, injury came into play, and I, I noted that on the deal that one injury came into play, and that's Scott Heineman. In fact, he won uh, Texas Rangers named him the minor league player of the year, position player of the year the other night. Heineman is one, he's kind of built in the mold, although I think he's a little better than Rua and, and Drew Robinson, who we have always – the Rangers have always had high, high expectations for both Robinson and Rua who never really just produced here. But I'm going to tell you right now that I saw Heineman play last year in Nashville, oddly enough. with He was with Round Rock. Our AAA team last year was in Round Rock. They were playing in Nashville. The wife and I were taking a little road trip and stopped in to watch the AAA for the Rangers play in Nashville. And uh, Heineman hit a home run, played a great game. Man, was quick on the base. Just a good player. And honestly, I thought that Heineman – was going to be one that was going to make the 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 major league. I, I I thought that he would make it out of spring training this year. So that he's one of my two. There's two that are I'm I'm naming in my probably category. Uh, Scott Heineman's one. Now obviously he got hurt. They did a shoulder surgery on him, so he will not start the year in the major leagues like I thought he had a chance to. And there were a lot that thought he might still start at AAA. Uh, but he's going to be the first guy called up. Now, and there, there are other factors that could prevent this. If he were to go into AAA, any of these guys that didn't make the team out of spring training were to go down uh, to AAA and, and struggle, then that might not, you know, bring them back up, uh, you know, obviously. So that could happen. But I don't think that will happen with Heinemann. I think there's a good chance he's – I tell you what, now that, you know, you heard it here. If, if Delino DeShields struggles – and Scott Heineman doesn't, that could be your starting everyday center fielder. Think of Craig Gentry. Remember when Gentry came up and played a lot of center field for us? He was unbelievably fast. Um, didn't hit – I mean, he hit a home run every once in a while. He was quick. He played a great defensive outfield because he had good He had good uh, tracking. He could track the ball well. He could run out in the outfield well. Uh, he hit the ball good. He, he ran so fast that he created base hits. Now, Heineman has a little more pop to his bat than Gentry did, but Gentry was a great player and a good player on those on those World Series teams. He was a contributor. Heineman could be that guy. He could come in here and be 
the guy that takes over for uh honestly takes over for <coughs> excuse me takes over for uh uh Delano DeShields if he has a problem. Now, there was one other one other person I had in the in the probably. So we had two in probably, like I said, and that other one's a guy named Kyle Bird. Now Kyle Bird was a part of the profile trade profile trade. And he came over, he's a left handed pitcher he's a bullpen guy did really well last year he uh he had there are a lot of people talking about him he he just did really well he ended up i I believe last year that he was with uh oakland actually um you know we traded that three-way deal we had some some tampa bay players we had some oakland players Uh, i believe bird came from oakland if i'm not mistaken but he was uh he was right on the verge of coming up um a lot of people have predicted even the i think when uh when when the Rangers got him, expected him to be a piece in the bullpen, to be a left-handed specialist or something to that effect. Now, if he doesn't make the major league team, he's on the 40-man roster, so they don't have to waste a roster spot on him. He's on the 40-man roster. If he doesn't have a great spring training, he's got the options. We can send him back to AAA. Uh, but uh, he'll, be, he'll be one to watch that I think probably will make his major league debut, and that might be starting opening day with the Rangers. Now, now actually, let me be very honest. You, you're on the team. Your major league debut is, a, is official when you, when you step onto the field. So he has to throw a pitch. Uh, to, to make his major league. If he's up on the big league squad for a week, they never use him, he gets sent down, then technically he hasn't made his major league debut. Um, and he's you know he got paid major league salary, but he doesn't make that major league debut until he, he throws that first pitch. The next one I had was good chance. Now, good chance falls in a little bit different category to me. For a, for a good chance means that all things go well for this player. They are on the cusp. They've moved up far enough. There really is a chance that a person like this can uh, can, can make their way and and come in to the uh, and and be on the Rangers team. And actually, I, I'll tell you right now, in this one, I have four. In this one, I've got four players in this group, and uh, and I'll tell you one of them, actually two of them that I think really are going to be here. I mean, I, I really think at some point they'll be here. If they're not, if neither one of these two are not here this year at all, there, there's there's one of two situations that have happened. Either the Rangers are, are doing well, the, the pitching staff that we have, the starters with the, with the uh, Tommy John surgery coming back have done well enough that we don't need to pull a kid up and, and use them for a spot start, but that would mean using five starters all year. And let's be very honest. Um, that's not going to happen. Um, that, that never happens on any, even World Series teams have a, have a situation where you're going to rest a pitcher's arm or do something. And I think, I think one of them, and, and I think the now th- this guy here, not only do I think he's got a good chance, he's got a now it's less than a good chance, but he has a chance, a chance to make this team out of spring training. And how that would work? Well, let me tell you who it is: Joe Palumbo. I've been on this guy for, for a long time. I've heard about him from other people who have been on him. I've seen him pitch. He, This guy knows what he's doing, guys. He was a 30-round pick out of New Jersey, just moved his way up. Now, he came back from Tommy John surgery two years ago. He came back last year, so he only pitched so much. I mean, he didn't come back at the first of the year. He was a little further into the season before he came back and uh, you know had a couple starts that were a little get-back-in-the-groove starts, but then really – 
kicked it in and 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 went and and had a great rest of the year. <coughs> Excuse me. But uh, this guy was, if he would have kept on the track he was, and if he would have been in where he was when the season ended, if he would have been that way coming into July or August of last year, there is a, I tell you, I personally think he might have made his major league de- debut last year. He was a little further behind than that. Started from Tommy John surgery just a little late. But I, I'll tell you, if he, if one of these Tommy John surgery guys, we got three guys that are coming back from Tommy John surgery slated to be in our starting rotation, Shelby Miller, Drew Smiley, and uh, Edison Boquez. If one of those are a little far behind and they're not there and they're they're not going to be able to do it and they're not going to be able to, uh, uh, to, to start the season in the major leagues, I'm going to tell you right now, the guy that might do it is Palumbo. He might make this staff – out of uh, out of out of uh, spring training. Now that that there's a lot of things that have to do that. I think the Rangers, if they if they do anything that they really want to do, they do want to, him to go down to AAA and start the year. It, it it you know it just gives us an extra year of arbitration with him, of holding on to him, things like that. But uh, look, you know that that's more than likely what's going to happen. Even you know I guess they could always use uh, Ariel Hirado or. or uh, uh, you, you know, a, a couple other, but but Palumbo is the dark horse. Okay, so the one other guy in this group is kind of like Colombo to me, and that's Taylor Hearn. Now Taylor Hearn came over in the in the Keone Kila trade uh, from the Pirates, and last year he was total of four and eight with a three point four nine ERA. You know, I, I've said this before, and I don't know if, if y'all remember me saying, but I'm gonna say it again. You don't pay attention to records in the minor league; they're not. They're not paying attention to the record. You're paying attention to the ERA. They look at ERA, and they look at balls in play, and they look at where they're put because, honestly, major league major league defenders make plays that a lot of minor league defenders who are still growing up don't. And so a lot of these ground balls that get through would be outs in the major leagues. <clears throat> and there are also, um, you know, there, there's guys that have sub – sub three ERAs and they're living by the skin of their teeth because everything that's hit is hit right at somebody. People are barreling them up all the time, but the ball's going right at people. So they know what they're looking for. And there are a lot of people that think that, that Taylor has got a good shot if things go right to head it up and to be in the big leagues at some point this year, at least by the end of the year. I mean, he's got a good chance. Now, Another guy I think that has a good chance is a guy named Jordan Romano, and, and he was claimed off waivers by the White Sox in the uh, coming into that that Rule Five, and then traded to the Rangers. And so he was, uh, I believe he was with Toronto, and uh, he's he's a bullpen guy. So bullpen guys always are going to get a chance. There's always a chance when if your bullpen needs a rest and you've just wore them out for a couple weeks that that's going to happen. And I think. That would open up a spot for Jordan Romano. He's a little long in the tooth. I think he's 26 or 7. Um, he's had relatively good luck. I just don't think he's a big, uh, you know, I don't think he misses a whole lot of bats. I think he's, you know, he's he's got a, he's capable of strikeouts, but I think that honestly he uh, he's really got a, you know, he, he's really got to, uh, uh, 
there's something there, but I think the Rangers, he's, maybe he's a ground ball guy and that could, that could help, and he might, might get him a chance to get up here. Uh, we'll see, um, you know, what happens with him. But that's a name to watch is Jordan Romano. Uh, for some reason, we had Chicago pick him up and then trade him to us and uh, his rights. And, and so uh, in, in that situation, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We see where it goes from there. Uh, another good chance for us also that I think is Jonathan Hernandez, who was – uh, you know, the pitcher of the year last year for the Rangers. No, Tyler Phillips was actually the pitcher of the year, but Hernandez had a hell of a year. Uh, he he kind of scooted through, got all the way to double-A last year. It struggled a little bit. I saw his first start uh, at Frisco. I went up there to watch him when he when he made his first start for Frisco. Um, he, he didn't get rocked, but he went against the number one pitcher for the, the Oakland A's, the number 12 pitcher in the entire uh, – major league top 100 um but uh he is uh hernandez did well he settled down did better the rest of the year um but you know he's not going to start in the major leagues but he is a guy that if he continues on the path he was there is a place probably by the end of the year where he might could work his way in now they're not gonna let me tell you what he he needs to deal he needs to be dealing double a AA and triple a if he's not they're not going to waste a year on him and let him come up and get some experience. They've got other kids to work that with. So that's, that's who I had as a good chance coming in, and that's four. My next one was a maybe. Uh, with a maybe, it's, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's less than a good chance. No one's really saying that they're looking for them to, to make their way up. So, you know, that's why it's considered a maybe. But there there are always circumstances to fall into place that these players could make their major league debut. And the first one on that is is Weiche Huang. Say that three times. Weiche Huang. And he is a Korean guy. He came over in the Jake Diekman trade. He played in double A last year at a 3.33 ERA. He is he was seven and three with a uh uh three point 3-3 ERA. He did well. A lot of people thought he's not very big. He's 6'1", like 160 pounds. Not very big guy. He's a reliever, though. He only pitched 78 innings. Um, he that he, He's just a reliever. Uh, played a lot of games, but what was impressive. They, they were impressed with him. They liked him. And like I said, kind of like I said with Romano, uh, you know, the uh, bullpen spots open. If you're dealing, if you're missing bats, if you're causing outs, if people aren't rocking you where you're at, you've got a you know you've got a shot. And so um, you know, there there is always a, a, a chance that, that he could come up. So it's a maybe. Um, don't look for him. I think there's guys ahead of him that would come up before, but that that's my maybe um, to, to to come up here. Another maybe to me is another guy we got in the profile trade. The only position player in that trade, and his name was Eli Watt. Um, he's, he's kind of an up the middle guy. He plays second base shortstop in center field. He played in the Oakland organization. Um, he did good. He kind of broke out last year. You know, he played for Clemson, was a good player for Clemson. He kind of broke out. And ended up uh, hitting 306 last year. He only hit like nine or ten home runs. He's not going to power the ball out. Kind of think of a Ryan Cordell, if y'all remember him. He really tore it up at Double A. Did really well. But but look, you know, if it if Eli White makes it to Arlington, there's a lot of different things that have to take place. I mean, we've obviously something's happened now. 
Coming up, it would have to be Rugi or um, Elvis get injured for an extended period. I think that if they went from there, there, there's a kid named Anderson Tejada that we might look at, but he's a lot further down than uh, someone like uh, White. So White sitting there at double A, if he continues to produce and get hits, could be someone that could come in and play, you know, play shortstop for a little bit. We've also got as Dubal uh, Cabrera that we signed that would obviously move over to shortstop for us. But you know that that's just a. Uh, uh, so, you know, you don't you don't really see it. I mean, we got players there, but maybe he comes up and he's like a utility guy and he, he kind of plays, you know, second and short to relieve players. He would make his major league debut. You know, that that would there would be an opportunity there for him and we would kind of see that. Now the other one, probably the headline of the entire Profar trade is the next guy in the maybe category, and that's Brock Burke. Young kid, he's 22. He did end up in Double A last year. He look, he did all of last year. He's a starting pitcher. He's a left-handed pitcher, which Texas loves left-handed pitchers. Um, but last year he was nine and six with a 3.08 ERA in Double A. Uh, started a lot of games, but well, I'm sorry, not in Double A. That that was combined. He was in High A ball and Double A. But the thing that really impressed people was what he did in Double A. He got moved up to Double A and made about eight or nine starts and was six and one, with like a one point nine five ERA. And I heard an interview, uh, or not heard, I saw an interview that he had filled out for another uh, blogger, and uh, he, he just talked about that he he when they get, made the promotion, he realized he really needed to buckle down instead of worrying about when someone got a hit, he needed to concentrate on getting the outs, making the next pitch, and you know, being you know being. Uh, aware of his surroundings and what's happening, just really he, he became more focused and uh, realized that, you know, hey, look, they're, they, they're moving me up. I want to get focused. You know, he's another one. So, you know, a lot of, you know, you're, you're looking at people like Burke. You're looking at Hearn and Palumbo. Those are starters. If, if, if you go down the, the, the list of starters, I think that Burke is further down the, the pipeline as far as people they want to use, I obviously think they're going to have Hearn Hernandez or Palumbo going to be up above Burke. But there's always a chance that they have to do it. You know, we, we've also there, – there's also been talk of the Rangers doing this opener thing. And if y'all don't know what an opener is, it's been done with a couple of teams. I think Tampa Bay does it. Uh, but they – they kind of – they start this deal where they bring in these guys that come in and they're only there to start uh, – on the day that, that they kind of take two pitchers and go, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have an opener who's going to go basically through the lineup one time. If that's three innings or if that's two and a half innings, you're going to basically go through it one time, and then he's going to come out, and then your guy's going to come in and kind of be the finisher and try to go the rest of the way or get you back to the seventh or eighth. And that could be a couple of these guys. You could take someone like a Palumbo and a Hearn and bring them up and say, okay, Taylor, you're starting the game. You're probably going to go about two innings. Uh, you're an opener for us, and then bring in Palumbo to try to go three, four, or five innings and get us back to the back of the bullpen and keep it. You know, that that's always something. I don't see it. I know why pitchers would go away from it, but in some instances it may be something that saves. You, you could even do it with someone like a Mike Miner and all of that, have someone be an opener for them and try to take the wear and tear off their arm to get them to the end of the year so that once they're – we make the playoffs and get to the end of the year and get where we need to go, 
um, you know, that arm's more fresh and it's not worn out, especially in this Texas heat. The last year we're going to be doing it. So we'll see. I mean, that's a maybe, and I, I doubt it. But uh, so, um, but but you know, th- those names are maybe. So you got Huang, you got Eli White, you got Brock Burt. They're your maybes. I, I said probably Kyle Bird, Scott Hanneman, uh, Heineman. Good chance on my good chance list. There were four there. I had Joe Palumbo, Jordan Romano, uh, Taylor Hearn, and Jonathan Hernandez. I said maybe, maybe this year is uh, Huang, and then I got Eli Wyatt and Brock Burt. Now we've got the long shots, and I call them the watch out. The reason you call them the watch out is no one at all expects them to be here this year. In all their projections, it's probably next year or the year after. But there are circumstances where someone like this just gets in a groove. And, you know, it's always good if a player does it from here – and gets there, it, it is a good thing. They have, they are obviously raking or producing. They have pushed their way up to the brink of the big leagues. And really the only thing that there is to do is bring them up here and let them face real pitching. And that that's, that's where they have to draw the line to do that. I've got two players that can do that. One is a position player and one's a pitcher. The pitcher, the reason I say – that this guy has a chance, he's a relief pitcher and a damn good one. Had a great year last year. His name's Demarcus Evans. He ended in uh, in Hickory's bullpen last year. He's like 23 years old. He's a big kid. He's like 6'5". I mean, he's offensive lineman size. 6'5", 275 pounds. Big guy. I wrote about him on uh, – wrote, wrote an article on uh, uh, Dallas Sports Nation where I talked about the guys that you don't know that are – potential prospects, potential breakouts. And I wrote about DeMarcus Evans. He was unreal. I mean, last year he had a 1.7 I think he was something like uh you see he pitched in 53 56 innings and struck out 103 batters. <laughs> that's that's almost half the He struck out half the batters he faced. I mean, that, that's almost half. I mean, that that's crazy. So that that, that that's just absolutely nuts. And so um, he, he he had like a 1.77 ERA. He throws hard. He's big. He's got he's rated in the organization to have the liveliest fastball, not the best fastball. The best fastball is going with the Rangers' number one prospect, who is the new number one prospect. And if you go to DallasSportsNation.com, I wrote an article today about the new number one prospect in the Texas Rangers organization. And that's Hans Kraus. Talked about him in there. So go over there and read that. But but uh, Hans Kraus has the best fastball. Demarcus Evans has the liveliest fastball. What's the liveliest fastball? That means that thing moves. The thing jumps on you. I mean, he lets it go and it's there and it jumps and it must it must explode out of his hand uh, in doing that. So uh, you know he's out of Mississippi. He was supposed to be going to like, if I'm not mistaken, he was going to go to Ole Miss or Mississippi State or something. He ended up signing with a junior college to go back into the draft, and the Rangers took him, and uh, it's paid off. Now, he's not supposed to be here, but if he does what C.D. Pelham did last year, watch out. Starts out at Hickory. He's just killing it there. Probably going to be their bullpen. Probably going to be their their uh, their closer. He's just killing it, just doing it. 
Next thing you know, they get him to down east. He goes there for a month or two, and he's just there. They don't they don't seem to be able to deal with him there. Then all of a sudden, he's in Double A, ending the year, um, you know, and 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 doing something there. And then before you know it, uh, they need a right. You know, once you get to Double A, you've got a chance to go up. There's a chance that they're gonna they're gonna tap you and say, hey. We're going to go ahead and bring you up. We need an arm. We need an arm for this weekend. Come on up. Make your major league debut and do that. It's a long shot. They probably want to harness that arm for another year and have another year of control over him. But like I said, it's not impossible. That's why they. That's why I'm calling it a watch out, especially being a bullpen guy. You're never going to see a starter like Hans Krauss is going to be in Hickory too. Hans Krauss is not going to be in the major leagues this year. It's just not going to happen. You know, if it does, he's the second coming of you know Mark Fidrich. If any of y'all know who he is, Mark the Bird Fidrich. Just somebody that's – he's just so polished and has it. And and it's not. Krause has got to still learn to pitch. He does well everywhere he is. He, he's got a great fastball, and he's overpowering to a lot of people. But you know what? He hasn't – you know, he's faced like – Two games in Hickory. So he needs to start the game there. I'd love to see him get up to down east by the end of the year, maybe even to Hickory or uh, to, to Frisco, but I doubt they would even bring him to Frisco. Um, you know, I mean, that would be something maybe late, late in the year. They might bring him up to bring a start. If You know, but they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna watch his innings. He'll have games where he'll go out and they'll just say, hey, you're only going to pitch four innings tonight. And then they'll have other games where they'll make him go and say, hey, we want to see what you can do. Go as far as you can go and, and go that way. But, they, you know, they're going to protect those arms. There's one more guy. One more guy on the watch, watch out list. <coughs> that one more guy is going to be Julio Pablo Martinez. Julio Pablo Martinez. Now, he's the guy, when we didn't get Shohei Altani, a lot of y'all know about him, he was the number one international prospect. He was out of Cuba and defected. Um, as soon as we didn't get Otani, everyone said Martinez would sign with the Rangers because we had the most pool money. Because everyone thought Otani had a chance to come to us because we had the most pool money. He liked the, the, the organization with the Angels. That's where he wanted to go. So that's fine. But uh, we got Martinez. Martinez came in last year. He went to Arizona for a little bit. Then he went to Spokane. He did okay in Spokane. He was okay. He wasn't fantastic. But then he went to fall ball. And it's like uh, he realized how to play American baseball. He figured it out. Ended up hitting. He only played about 15 games in in, in, uh, in fall ball. I think he might have went to play some winter ball somewhere. But, you know, he hit like 327. I mean, on base percentage, 400, somewhere. I mean, he was just tearing it up but this is a guy look they this is a all-star caliber center fielder if he can ever figure it out and uh <coughs> excuse me uh so he is this the we gotta watch this guy um he is an outside chance he's and the reason i say he's got an outside chance he's not a 19 year old playing a ball he's already 22 years old he played professional ball in uh cuba he defected so it's just a matter of getting some ABs and getting acclimated to America. But if he's tearing it up, that's a guy that could push his way up. Start out, I, I'm assuming he's probably going to start out at Hickory because he ended at Hickory last year. But he's not going to be there long if he does what he did in, in fall ball. Because he that was double A at least talent you're playing against in fall ball. That's some of your top prospects end up in, in the Arizona Fall League. So, you know, we'll – He's got a really good chance if he gets rolling to, to end up, 
you know, going going to Down East pretty quick, getting to Frisco pretty quick. I hope to see him by the All-Star break. I would love to. That means he's really raking. We may not see him to, towards the end of the year. But, look, he's, at some point they've got to fast-track him if he proves that he's acclimated here. He's not young. He's not some, you know, he's not a 19-year-old uh, like that. He, he was 21 when he signed. He's 22 now. So I think they'd like to see him get here. Okay, that's your major league debut right there. That's the that's the ones. That's the top ten list with the eleventh person there. So uh, to 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 make their major league debut, if you don't like what I said, if there's somebody that you think that I should have taken notice to, let me know. Leave some messages down there. Uh, tweet me uh, or or uh, give me a tweet uh, on Twitter. Send me a message. I'm at on Twitter, it's at Rangers Nation Pod, at Rangers Nation Pod, or you can do at um, Rangers Nation Down um, with the Rangers Nation page, and do it there, and that will get to me. Let me know if somebody that you that you think might be good uh, that, that I've left off this list that we should watch for it's, uh, very easily. I, I've got my own list. You have your own opinion. That's why we do this thing. But for everyone that's been a part of this one, I want to thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, tell all your friends about them. Give us a thumbs up. Hey, like these. Give us a thumbs up. We really want to know you're listening out there. I really appreciate it. Might be coming up with some recliner nerd swag eventually that we might be trying to hand out and do that. We get ready because, uh, hey, pitchers and catchers are coming up in two weeks. Thanks, everybody, for this one. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know your feedback that you've got. And like I say at the end of every article I write and every one of these shows I do, nerd out.